HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. Since 2009, HRN podcasts have been exploring the wide world of food, beverage, and agriculture. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. special haunted episode of your favorite spooky evil podcast life's a banquet with you me your host a spaghetti strand with ye <laughs> and me a meatball hello little meatball how are you i'm good how are you spaghetti strand i'm a haunted spaghetti strand haunted to you, sir spaghetti strand Senior Haunted Spaghetti Strand, how are you? <laughs> uh, it's getting crazy in here already. It's already off the hinges. I'm good. I'm just like, I don't know. I still feel a little wacky from jet lag, which normally doesn't affect me, but I uh, just got back like a week ago, but I'm still not quite back to normal. I'm having, I'm rolling, as my mom would say, I'm rolling around like a rotisserie chicken all night long. Huh. And so I feel a little strange. That is strange. So you're not sleeping well and you're being stabbed through with skewers. Yes, and I'm, I'm rubbed with rosemary and garlic. <laughs> that sounds really messy for your sheets. <laughs> Maybe all the garlic is keeping me up. Who knows? But I love when Bobby says that because it just makes me think of her like rolling around with glossy tan skin. <laughs> <laughs> legs that will break up if you pull them. Um, yeah, well, are you tan? I can't really tell on this computer lighting. Not really, no. Not as tan as I'd like to be. I'm very tan, but it's, you know, every minute that passes that I'm not out in the sun is fading away. I know. That's how I feel. I think I also might have skin cancer on my face, honestly. So oh, yeah. I'm trying to stay out. You just got to wear a straw hat. Mmm. Yes, or a beekeeper's outfit. Yeah, that, well, that will, well, you just wear the beekeeper's outfit on your head, and then the rest of your body can be tan, and your skin cancer won't become worse. That's true. Just the beekeeping veil. Speaking of which, this brings me to a question I have for you <laughs> since we haven't come up in a while. I just saw the major motion picture 
Nope. Have you seen it? I haven't. I have. Nope. I have not seen it. <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, I liked it. I thought maybe we could talk about it, but right. I guess we can't. I guess I just haven't no. been going to the movies. And I, by I guess, I mean, I truly have not been going to the movies. I no longer go to the movies anymore. I don't know why. I hadn't been in quite a long time either, but um, I went two days ago to see Nope and I thought it was tonally super fun and like had a great vibe to it. Like the tone was great. The plot, maybe not so much, but the acting and the vibe was good and scary. Well, one of my coworkers and friends hated it and she was like, I hate this movie and, and the monster in it is a kite. And I was like, spoiler alert. I was like, so now I know that there's a kite, a menacing kite. (laughs) That's true. There is a menacing kite, which starts off as a flying saucer for no reason somewhere at the end does become a kite. Which we're spoiling Um, for. Spoiler alert after the fact, which is what we like to do. Warn you that we're going to spoil it after we've spoiled it. So our apologies. (laughs) Um, Folks. Are you sick and tired of kites? So are we. They're the biggest threat facing our nation today. Don't go to the beach. If you see a kite, call the police. They'll shoot it. Yes. They will show up with 40 of their closest friends and shoot at the kite repeatedly (laughs) until innocent bystanders have been murdered. (laughs) They're specifically trained for this. (laughs) Those crazy, funny little cops. They're so wacky. Police, they're just like us, except they kill people for no reason, and we don't. <laughs> and also, they hate kites, too. Yes, they hate kites. Unless they're wearing them, am I right? <laughs> I don't get it. That's a joke about the police being in the KKK. Anyway, uh, let's okay, move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that one didn't totally land, but I get it now. <laughs> You're listening to a food podcast. But before we get to that, <laughs> I want to talk about some celebrity gossip yeah. for a goddamn change. Now, yes. I had recently seen the trailer for this film, Don't Worry, Darling. Oh, this and is what I, I want like, to talk about, too. I'm so excited. This is the most fun celebrity. But first, before we begin, we yes. need to talk about Jennifer Lopez, who's we decided we were never going to speak of again. Officially, I we announced it. To the, we did a press conference, and we told... The nation that we're not going to talk about her anymore. And then she goes and gets married. So we have to talk about her. And this last week, when we didn't record, she's in the news again because she kicked out some backup dancers for being Virgos. <laughs> yeah, she apparently, apparently she was like, listen, before you can be in my backup dance crew, I need to check your astrological sign. And if they were Virgos, she was like, get out of here. I don't get along with Virgos. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> really wow i guess she goes to my astrologer bob cook yeah does he anti-virgo <laughs> hates virgos hates them. virgo schmirgo that's what he says um and then also this week she's back in the news wearing a see-through white dress and adidas strappy sandals which the newspaper article that i read it was in the newspaper <laughs> said was a shocking and unexpected choice of shoes which is why it was in the news um, I agree that it was shocking and unexpected. <laughs> I saw this outfit and I did not care for it. And they said, do better, J-Lo. <laughs> Wait, did you really see it? Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, I was just like, I kind of want those Adidas sandals that she had on. They're cute. Me too. But the dress, is that's a no for me. Yeah, dog. I don't well, like you know, she's made some, ever since the wedding day, really, she's made some questionable dress choices. 
I agree. She's like dowdy now. She's like, I'm a married woman now. I'm going to dress in like a, a fucking Laura Ingalls Wilder. <laughs> <clears throat> well, she is on the brink of death. She's in her 50s. So, you know, let her, let her have it. Um, <laughs> her last gold. But yeah, I have been following this Don't Worry Darling uh, drama with, well, on the edge of my seat with bated breath. I just can't wait to see what happens next. Um, but what, what were you going to report on? trailer looks really good i was yeah. like this looks like a really fun movie and then i read that it got bad reviews so i was disappointed and then i saw harry styles potentially spit <laughs> okay so i watched that video like 600 times it's a post and then i read every single comment that's on instagram about it um and the, i like the person whose theory is that Olivia Wilde is talking through her teeth, so you can't tell, and that she said something to Chris Pine, which is why he does that little move that he did. Which, if you watch it really, really closely, like I have, <laughs> that seems yeah. plausible to me. Totally. I also read that he put his sunglasses down and then, like, looked and, re- like, had a moment and was like, where are my sunglasses? And was like, oh, I realized I just put them down in my lap. Oh, I'm so stupid. I'm Chris Pine. But let's talk about the real issue here, though, is Chris Pine's hairdo. Well, I was going to say that I actually think that I, for the first time, find him attractive. I do, too. But he does look like an evil genius, which is kind of sexy. And he also kind of looks like Katie Lang, which is also sexy. I didn't know that he was the best Chris, because, you know, like all the actors that exist today are named Chris. Um, Yes. So apparently he's the best Chris, um, like the nicest Chris, and he's not Mm. Chris Pratt, who I guess has sort of fallen out of favor. (laughs) Ew, Chris Pratt is a turd. Yeah, um, so he's the best one. I like his long, flowing, beautiful blonde hair. Um, I actually, the other thing that really struck me is that I fucking hate Harry Styles' outfit that he's wearing with that giant collar. I normally like his little wacky outfits, but I did not. I do too. I hate it too. Like that, I was like, this is troubling to me. And no one's even mentioning it. <laughs> yes. I think that he didn't get spit on, but I love thinking that he did. The brazenness and somebody just spitting on the person next to them. Yeah. And then sitting next to them for two hours watching a movie. Well, it's amazing. It's me my early I also just interested, do you know this all the drama came about allegedly because Florence Pugh is not at the press stuff and she, she wasn't going to any of that stuff. Allegedly because she is mad at Olivia Wilde for starting to date Harry Styles during filming because apparently Florence Pugh, who's like 12 years old, is really good friends with Jason Sudeikis. What? <laughs> That's what I read. That is weird. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like us except not at all she's like because they killed dude, for no reason. it's like not okay for you to fucking cheat on your husband my dear friend jason sudeikis who is 40 years older than i am um <laughs> and as a result i will not go to the press tour for this movie um wow it's all seems pretty stupid to me but i i mean now everyone's talking about it so maybe that's a good thing for Olivia mm. Wilde, director and well, dater of younger yeah. men. I'm excited to see it. I like that she has a hot young boyfriend. I don't like his collar. I do <laughs> like to think he spit on Chris Pine. Also, like, why I'm would a- the whole point of him spitting on Chris Pine would be just because Chris Pine said that he liked Florence Pugh as an actor? I don't think that warrants spitting. But spitting, no, spitting is like pretty bad. That's like a. <laughs> 
as far as go down. Um, I was going to mention we were talking about JLo, another large butted person. Kim Kardashian's Interview Magazine oh, cover. Yeah. I just looked at I that. was aghast. I looked at it. I was aghast. You were shoot. aghast at the photo shoot. <laughs> they invited you on set. Powder. I, she looks like powder. <laughs> I thought she looked good, actually. I mean, she's completely unrecognizable, but I like I like the look. I didn't really even mind the blonde eyebrow look so much as like I was just like, what is this photo? It's just your butt hanging out of jeans. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't get that either. I was just like, I now I, I want to bleach my it. eyebrows. Is what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, like the the eyebrow like hair was fine, but I was like, this is the most like tasteless photograph for a magazine like and it's not just about the butt like the paper magazine cover she did where she had that glossy butt and she was wearing like the you know she broke the internet yeah yes when she broke the internet um was great but I was just like this is just like I don't know looks kind of like some smutty like weird 1970s like porn yeah somebody made backyard I don't know yeah I wasn't that into it either but that reminds me of another Kim Kardashian related item since we're just doing celebrity gossip and nothing else today is that when Kanye tweeted out that Kim has diarrhea more than a normal person (laughs) (laughs) I didn't read that that's so funny (laughs) and then he came back and he was like somebody stole my Twitter and wrote this I didn't write this and I was like yes you did (laughs) and I believe it I believe it he wrote she has diarrhea more than a normal person that was the Kim has diarrhea a lot, like way more than a normal person. <laughs> well, I mean, she could have colitis, but I feel like from, because I've recently started watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Yeah, they do cleanses all the time. They basically have liquid diet, so what, that would make sense. And they eat like good food. They're always eating like shitty crap like food and then, yeah, doing cleanses. I'm sure she does have diarrhea a lot. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I believe it wholeheartedly. Just own it, Kanye. <laughs> I love it. It's funny. And I like thinking about it in tandem with the cover of Interview Magazine. That yes. butt hanging out of the jeans, just squirting diarrhea yeah. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to on Heritage Radio. Oh, yeah. Hopefully you weren't eating your Sloppy Joes when we're talking about Kim Kardashian's leaky butt. If anybody's eating uh, chia seed pudding right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay well guys we have a topic today an actual structured topic um a topical topic as we like to do to do a topic that is right behind whatever has just happened so today we're doing summer because it's over summer is over never to be heard from again <laughs> Good <night. laughs> um but i actually i told you i was gonna do hard seltzers but I veered off and now as I was doing my research I'm worried that you've already covered this topic but it's too late and we have to cover okay. it again okay Let's um we're gonna do if we did cover it before I have no memory of it and that's you hopefully you don't either listeners <laughs> so I'm deciding to cover I was on a journey to do the hard seltzer history which is a pretty interesting history but it just led me right up to the history of Zima which <gasps> no, we haven't done that. That's so fun. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm dying to hear. Yeah, so here we go, Zima. And, uh, you know, listener, 
this is we're talking about the 90s here so hopefully you're gonna have to do some research of your own because you were not old enough to know what was going on in the 90s because you weren't born (laughs) um okay so zima was a malt beverage that was created by Coors. um they it was part of the early 90s clear craze which involved famously most famously crystal crystal clear pepsi but then the article i got this all from a 2008 slate article by the way (laughs) so um top news right here the crystal clear pepsi they also said they mentioned menin crystal clean deodorant do you remember that so yes i do and also i want to interject quickly i don't know if you have this but david and i were talking about the other day clearly canadian yeah i loved clearly canadian clearly canadian because we were talking about famous canadians and then we started going (laughs) clearly Canadian we're like Avril Lavigne clearly Canadian (laughs) yes clearly Canadian um then it also brought up the clear Apple computers which I didn't didn't really associate with the clear craze but it was true there was also like clear Game Boys everything was clear your phone was clear your phone and of course crystal clear Amico Ultimate yes Amico Ultimate um and there was also tab clear which I did not know about oh yeah yep Lots of clear things. Um, yeah. So there is also clear beer. Miller made a clear beer, and it was called clear beer. What's <laughs> <laughs> a clear beer? <laughs> and for some reason, people were like, we don't fucking want to drink that, dog. And so they <laughs> did not do well. <laughs> Stroh's also made a clear beer called Clash. And Pabst Stroh's, it's a beer brand. Um, okay. And Paps made a beer called Eisenklar, <laughs> which is a clear beer as well. Um, and the reason you never heard of those is because I think they sold like two cans and everyone was like, this is disgusting. Um, but the way that you make yourself a little Zima is you take your lowest grade beer and you filter it through charcoal, which removes both color and flavor. So then it's just a flavorless, colorless liquid. Um, and then you added some citrus flavors back in to make it palatable for the audience. Um, so then, so basically, they're like, what we need to do is get, like, men drink a ton of beer, but we need to get more men to drink beer because there are some men out there who don't like beer, but we know that those men also think that they're too macho for Boone's Farm, a chick drink. Oh, right. <laughs> That's true. Um, and peach farm does not speak to the bodybuilding community. Yeah, I like the strawberry. There was like a strawberry melon Boone's Farm that I was into, um, which is uh, does Boone's Farm even still exist? We should do a whole article about them too. Yeah, we should do a hard hitting expose. Yeah, we got to get down to the really dirty underbelly of Boone's Farm. Um, Where is Boone's Farm anyway? <laughs> yeah, is it even a real farm? um so in order to get these mysterious men who do not want to drink boone's farm zima was they told sports stores specifically do not put this zima near fucking wine coolers because we don't want dudes to think that these are chick drinks these are dude drinks you know gender (laughs) was very powerful in the 90s so it was important um so they're like okay don't put it near the wine coolers because then dudes will think that this is a chick drink. And the stores were like, okay, dude, whatever you say. 
Um, and so they decided to spend $38 million that year promoting it, the year it was launched, 1994, which is more than they spent promoting Coors Light that year. So they really believed in their product. Um, the commercial, which I do not remember, but apparently the, the original commercial was a dude wearing a top hat <laughs> who replaced all of his S's with Z's. <laughs> so they had, the brand was like something different for Zima. Um, <laughs> And I'm obviously aware of this. I love Z's. <laughs> Something different. And it didn't really tell you what Zima was. So people were like, ooh, I'm intrigued. Um, and then America went wild. They estimated that 70% of all people who drank alcohol in the United States tried Zima. <laughs> Whoa. Jesus Christ. So they, they sold that first year, they sold 1.3 million barrels. I don't know. I don't understand how a barrel translates to like a bottle of Zima, but whatever. It seems like a lot. Um, but uh, basically what they assume is that people tried it once and then never tried it again because there were a lot of complaints about the flavor of Zima. Um, some people said that it tasted like tinfoil soaked in Fresca. <laughs> mm, I do love Fresca and tinfoil Separately, though. Yes, separately. Delicious. Uh, They described it as a flat Sprite or a flat Mountain Dew. Um, Tonic water mixed with antifreeze. And my personal (laughs) favorite, scotch tape with lime. (laughs) (laughs) You get a scotch tape with lime? (laughs) Um, But some people tried to make, you know, make it work. College students were apparently really into mixing it with schnapps. And they called it Nogzima. <laughs> That's fucking gross. Um, yeah, schnapps and Zima. Who the hell knows? Um, we were doing the Jolly Rancher thing. Weren't, wasn't that what we mixed with Jolly Ranchers when we were teens? I don't remember. I mean, I really mostly remember 99 Bananas, which was Ew, the... Yeah, just, I was just talking about that recently. <laughs> um, That's the we should do also a thing about 99 bananas what the fuck was that well it was was it's a crazy it's a liqueur that also what someone just told me recently is there's also like 99 raspberry and there's other flavors other than banana yeah i had no idea but it's like 99 proof it's like yeah that's why it's called yeah so they're like we took 99 bananas and we made them taste like runts and drink this teens (laughs) drink the worst flavored runt um (laughs) So despite all of Coors' male marketing techniques, women started drinking Zima. And they were like, this sucks. Because women drink less beer than men. Or in general, women drink less than men, period. Um, Because they're busy, like, cleaning the house, whining, nagging, and, like, getting their nails done, you know? So, like, they just Mm -hmm. don't have as much time. Period. Yeah, they have on their period. They're pregnant sometimes. Like nine months out of the year, you can't drink. Um. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And so according to the Slate article, once a woman was spotted drinking Zima, men refused to touch it ever again. Um, And so the sales started to plummet. Um, Coors was also accused of directly marketing Zima to high school students who believed that Zima could not be detected on a breathalyzer. Because <laughs> it's weird. I just think that that's the most clear. hilarious thing. They're like, yeah, dude, can't be detected on it. Well, you know, vodka is also clear, and you can definitely detect that on a breathalyzer, I assume. 
I've never been breathalyzed, knock on wood. Um, yeah, be, be careful. Also, David Letterman jumped on the anti-Zima train, which apparently I read multiple articles where they said that David Letterman was really harping on Zima, which partially is to blame for why as sales tanked, I guess. People were like, if David Letterman doesn't like this drink, I don't either. <laughs> I like on trendsetter David Letterman, but he was very influential. Yeah, in the, in the 90s. 90s. Yeah, it was his heyday. Um, then, so in order to try to get dudes back into the Zima fold, they had a new bunch of ads where dudes were playing pickup football while drinking Zima. <laughs> <laughs> just jerking each other. Yeah, they're just Zima. like shirtless, probably playing volleyball, I'm assuming. Um, then that didn't work. So they came up with Zima gold, which they put the color back into the clear Zima. Um, and put a little bit more alcohol in it. And that lasted on the shelves for three months before they pulled for lack of sales. Oh, my God. Then they refused to give up, though. In 2000, they altered the formula to make it taste more like Sprite. And I feel like this is actually the Zima that I probably tasted because I don't remember it tasting like tinfoil soaked in Fresca. I remember it tasting good. Um, <laughs> and, like, I wasn't really drinking that much in high school. I didn't start really drinking until in college so maybe this is the zima i remember but um so this new sprite like zima was marketed as like a thirst quencher for the hottest days and the sales did actually go up a little bit because of that but it was nothing like it had been in 1994 2004 zima's like okay we're gonna come up with zima triple x that has 5.9 percent alcohol and its flavors are hard punch and hard orange and the reason oh. for this is because they were losing a bunch of sales to Smirnoff Ice, which had come onto the scene. Oh, um, yes. And that's beverage. You know, I just want to stop here for a second. The whole conversation that, like, you know, fucking corporate people and <laughs> whatever will have about unskilled labor for people who actually, like, work really hard, um, blue-collar workers, servers, etc., to think that, like, a corporate executive, like, probably makes millions of dollars a year and the name they came up with was Hard Orange yeah. and that's supposed to be skilled labor? Orange. Fucking hard Orange? Hard. Fuck you. It's orange, but it's hard. Like a so runt. Stupid. And these people, <laughs> like a runt. These people are like, this man probably owns a boat or, like, two boats. This and man yet, like, definitely owns a boat, for sure. <clears throat> hard Yo, bro, wouldn't you call it hard orange, okay? All right, I'll get a 730 res Dorcia. And, like, yeah. you know, we throw shade at people who, like, break their backs every day, like, building things. But anyway, it's just ridiculous. So, yeah, hard but orange. also, I don't know. Was 2004, was Dorcia still the place that execs were going, or uh, had it come No, Dorcia is fake. It never existed. Oh, just right, because that's just it. But that's just in the 80s, supposed to be. Well, from, yes, exactly. from the movie, which I can't remember the name of it now. American Psycho. American Psycho. Great. Good job. Nicole story. So, so yeah, they did this. They came up with Hard Orange, the best name for a drink on earth, um, because they were trying to compete with Smirnoff Ice, which people allegedly, according to this Slate article, they said that Smirnoff Ice has so many sales because people think it has vodka in it. When mm. I was like, do I guess people might think that. Especially mm, in wow. 2008, which was a different time. <laughs> um, so, also, I just want to 
sidebar here, Smirnoff Ice makes a zero sugar Smirnoff Ice, which I am a huge fan of, although it's very hard to find. You know what I want to sidebar and say is that malt liquor beverages like Mike's Hard Lemonade and like Smirnoff Ice and I'm assuming Zima, give me Kim Kardashian-style diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) That would be her problem, too. (laughs) (laughs) You have it a lot, more than normal people, when you're drinking hard orange. Um, I haven't had it in a long time, but in high school, I remember, like, being like, oh, no, like, why, why is my stomach hurt? And then I would, like, kind of trace it back, and it's like, it's all this fucking Mike's Hard Lemonade. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you're not. I mean, my Hard Lemonade is so sugary too, though. If you drank like six of those, that's like drinking six Coca Colas. That's true. It's fucked up. Um, okay, so this is 2004. They're like, "Can somebody please drink our delicious hard orange?" And <clears throat> then they were like, <laughs> "But then they had an epiphany up in the executive office, and they're like, you know what? Maybe it's not so bad that chicks drink Zima. So let's just try to get them. At least someone will be drinking Zima." If it's not sure. men, why not women? Um, so they pivoted again, and they made a lower-calorie, less alcoholic, fruity flavors, because women love fruity flavors. Um, and they, you know, just basically tried to have one last gasp, but it didn't work that well. Um, and they changed some laws in a couple of states that also made it more difficult to sell malt liquor in that mm. way. So they just were like, let's just give up. So they gave up. They did not give up until 2008, though. They lasted for that long. Um, And as of the 2008 article in Slate, (laughs) there was a petition to get Zima reignited, reintroduced to the society, and uh, 53 people had signed it. (laughs) 53. Uh Uh-huh. They were trying to get a million signatures, and only 53 signed up. But as we all know, because we live in the future, Zima actually did come back around briefly in 2017. Do you remember that? I don't, but I'm going to go ahead and say thanks, Obama, to that. Yes, yeah, so 2017, people were like, Zima is back, baby. And everyone was like, yay! And I also was like that. I was like, yay! And but, Yeah, they had them in the bodegas in New York. Um, really? Yeah, so I had like, ah, Zima, and then they disappeared once again, never to be heard from. Well, I can only hope that it comes back. Maybe some <laughs> high-level celebrity endorsement, like I don't know, Sylvester Stallone or something. <laughs> yeah, we're freaking Florence Pugh, man. If she can get on that Zima tip at this height oh. of America <laughs> paying attention to her, they could do no wrong. That's true. Or like Harry Styles and Chris Pine could like use this scandal as some kind of like marketing play for Zima, where like Harry Styles takes a sip of like a Smirnoff Ice and like spits it out on Chris Pine. <laughs> Oh man, sorry, Armin, that my neighbors are mowing the lawn. (laughs) No, it sounds great because someone across the street from me is like building a new house on this block again. (laughs) Okay, good idea. Our noise here is when I decide to record something. (laughs) And uh, anyway, that was a very fun, fun story. Interesting. Yeah, it had highs and lows. We laughed, we cried. We had a ball, a clear ball. (laughs) Okay, let's take a little break. And after these messages, we'll be right back. My name is Brandon Hoy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Okay, folks, look. 
you had a little break. You had some time to get used to the fact that you can no longer get Zima. And now, <laughs> alas, here we are. It's time. Are you ready for a story of your favorite day of the year, the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest Day? I'm so ready for this. And I, you know, I just feel like there's not enough information out there. So I'm really glad that we're digging into this. Me topic. too. We're chowing down. I'm excited too, although I have to be honest, I find competitive eating to be morally uh, wrong and disgusting to look at. However, (laughs) you think it's morally wrong? They're not wasting the food. They're eating it. I guess that's true, but I think then they throw it up. Now, look, here we go. They can't throw it up. I think they can throw it up after they're done eating. Definitely not when they're eating, unless they eat the throw up. Then I (laughs) Well, what is the time limit? Like, how long do you have to keep it down? before I think just until the buzzer goes off and then you can do whatever you want with it the buzzer (laughs) yeah the buzzer (laughs) the buzzer I said the buzzard the buzzard goes off and flies away and then you can throw up your food once the buzzard flies off it's fine um I was just thinking of so there's that scene in um stand by me where they the kids eating the Blueberry pie? Is it the pie eating contest? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then everyone's throwing up. Everyone throws up, which is a great moment in cinematic history. So on that it's note, amazing. tell me more. I I just, like, find watching people do this to be disgusting in every <laughs> way. But so I got my information from NathansFranks.com <laughs> and uh, also the Saturday Evening Post in an article by Jake Elsterman, which I thought the Saturday Evening Post was, like, not a thing anymore. Well, I was just going to ask you, is it still around? I guess, because I read an article online and Norman Rockwell illustrated it. <laughs> I was going to say, is he still drawing the covers for them? His ghost draws all the covers. <laughs> His ghost is drawing. Okay, well, that's too spooky for September. We had to hold on to that story for Halloween. <laughs> Haunted Norman Rockwell. <laughs> Digital creator. Okay. Um, now... Let, let's get into this. So Nathan Handwacker, which is a funny last name. Let's Handwacker? <laughs> it's Handwacker. Okay. However, I'm sure he was teased relentlessly <laughs> yes, as a child. Naturally. Public school. Nathan Handwacker, a Polish immigrant living in New York in the 1910s, was credited with like bringing hot dogs to America, or as I like to call them, uh, back in Eastern European, in Eastern European, uh, Wienerwurst. Wienerwurst, so, yes. Many people think of hot dogs as being like an American favorite, but they were like not. They were an Eastern European favorite, and nobody knew them or liked them at all. Classic. Classic America co-opting. Um, so anyway, he worked at like what they called a quote exotic sausage restaurant. In, in- <laughs> what do you mean in, in quotes? Was it actually like in quotes? <laughs> But I, yes, it was written in this article in quotes. However, when I think of a quote exotic sausage restaurant, I think of something very different. Yes. My mind automatically goes to cock and balls. Yeah, I'm thinking of like, you know, the little dancer guys with the with the bow tie on and no shirt in the Chippendales. Chippendales, yeah. That's definitely where but the Chippendales work. <laughs> but make it but make it food. Yeah. So like inside each one of their like, you know, little underwear packages of actual exotic <laughs> their underwear packages <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they just come up to the table and they take off their pants and inside their underwear package is an exotic sausage 
Exactly. You dip that thing in some spicy mustard and that's amore. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so anyway, he works at this fucking exotic sausage factory, <laughs> dancing the night away. Followed <laughs> by a guy named Charles Feltman. Again, another kind of funny name, Handwacker and Feltman at the sausage factory. <clears throat> so anyway, he borrows, in 1916, he borrows 300 bucks from his friend, and Handwacker opens his own wiener stand with a plan to undersell Feltman, the owner Whoa, of the exotic factory. So they're stand. enemies now, they're frenemies. They are now mortal enemies. Okay. And Enter the buzzard. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and then he has a flock of buzzards, and the rest is history. <laughs> uh, no. okay. He sells hot dogs for five cents a piece, half of what Feltman was charging, which I know is cheap, but it still kind of shocked me for like 1916. I was like, 10 cents for a hot dog seems like expensive for 1916. Well, it doesn't seem that expensive to me because it's going to take him forever to get the $300 back to his buddy at five cents a pop. That's very true. That's a very good point. I mean, hopefully he's selling, I don't know, something else, a wiener schnitzel or something that's mm, more expensive. Yes. <clears throat> so anyway, he makes a bunch of money because he's selling stuff for that cheap. It's like a good kind of business model. His prices are so low that people are accusing him of not using all beef hot dogs. And then he's maybe using other animal meat. And some people are wondering, and this is disgusting, if he is maybe, if there's, more, quote, more to the name than dachshund sausages, than just a silly piece of slang. I guess they called them dachshund sausages or whatever. I say dachshund. Somebody call a dachshund. Maybe they say dachshund. <laughs> is anybody anyway. here a dachshund? <laughs> is, anybody, is any of these sausages made of dachshund? Dachshund. So they were like, okay, maybe there's dog meat in here. Well, it says exotic sausage restaurant right in the name. So to me... Absolutely. I think it's it's fine. I'm not mad about that. Me neither. But here's my biggest qualm with this. And I don't <laughs> know if this makes any sense. But a dachshund doesn't seem like it would be very meaty. I would think if you were going to put dog in your sausage, wouldn't you want to put like pit bull or like bulldog? Like a dachshund. How much meat's in a dachshund? You'd need like thousands of dachshunds yeah. to put in there. Hundreds of thousands of dachshunds flown in <laughs> like- by buzzards. <laughs> <laughs> and drop the big grinding machine yeah they just and drop them right in with their leashes on and everything exactly <laughs> and there's not too much meat on a dachshund dox- and they have important jobs saving lives do they the save hospital. lives yeah somebody call a dachshund oh yeah i think st bernard's are more into saving lives though and they would be great for sausage because they're humongous Exactly. I'm just saying, look, you might as well put a chihuahua in there. There's no meat on a dachshund, and I don't think that he was putting dachshund meat into the sausages. But I would buy that he was probably putting, like, some other meat, like, probably pig. Or horses, even. Sure, a horse. That makes more sense. Why would you use a fucking dachshund when you could use a horse? Yeah, I think people were just trying to make a little joke. They're like, oh, yeah. But it wasn't funny, because it's the 1910s, and, like, it's not funny. Yeah, it's, it's too soon. <clears throat> okay so anyway he tried to play it up as like all press is good press and he started doing really well and he hires college students posing as doctors and lab coats to sit in front of the hot dog stand and eat hot dogs authorizing that his food was made with kosher healthy meat so there's like okay. fake doctors sitting <laughs> okay. first of all i did not know people went to college in 1916 second of all <laughs> <laughs> He okay. He thinks that you're 
people are going to be like, oh, you know, I'm not sure how healthy this is. But, oh, look, there's a doctor in his full doctor outfit. He's wearing his doctor outfit, which he's not allowed to do, I don't think, outside of the hospital. And he's just chopping on a hot dog. And everyone's and like writing his findings based on nothing. Meanwhile, the doctor is actually just a tiny dachshund dressed up as a doctor. <laughs> it's a buzzard holding a dachshund. <laughs> <laughs> and go just in a lab coat. <laughs> uh, this just so this was findings. the first example of I'm not a doctor but I play one on TV is what you're telling me exactly okay. I'm not a dachshund but I am in this hot dog yes <laughs> <laughs> oh no no sense okay so anyway Nathan's becomes he names his uh, stand Nathan's famous based on nothing he was not famous and the rest is as we like to say folks history he wasn't famous I mean not really I mean <laughs> he's like a hot dog stand he wasn't that famous but okay. he said he was and then he became famous and that is a good life lesson folks all you have to do is just say you're something and then you can become that great that's and I really believe that. yeah I did I'm like, I'm a chef. And then people are like, all right, fine. Okay. I <laughs> guess you are. <laughs> Why would someone lie about that? <laughs> someone dress up like a chef when they weren't. <laughs> um, okay. So here's a little bit about the contest. So legend has it, and this is legend. And we're going to go into the legend in a minute. According to Nathans.com, legend has it that on July 4th, 1916, four immigrants gathered at the very first Nathan's famous hot dog stand on Coney Island and made an eaten, made eating contest history. They were competing to see who was more patriotic. And they okay. were able to prove that by how many hot dogs they ate? According to Nathan's lore. Okay. How did they determine the winner? With a hot dog eating contest, uh, that was the beginning of the annual contest, which... Excuse me, whichever Irishman could eat the most Frankfurters and Austrian food popularized by a Polish people that takes its name from a German city would be the most American. Yes, very good. Yeah, that's the classic American way to do that. <laughs> exactly. It's the American dream. And that's what Kim Kardashian talks about in her interview. Mm, interview. Yes, hot the dog eating contest. Eat. It's she's very into it. That's why she has so much diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so then there's this guy Morty Matz. I love him was, already. I, what a name, am I right? With a name like Morty Matz, it's got to be good. So he he was like an inter, uh, an integral figure in the advertisement industry at that time, and he admits that to sell more product, well, not at that time, more like during the seventies. So he admits that to sell more product, they had crafted a whole fake backstory about the contest that it started in 1916 and made it look like it was like a tradition started by like four immigrants. So then he like reveals in this. It was a lie the whole time. Lie. He reveals to New York Times in a 2010 interview that it was all a fucking lie crafted by a group of evil dachshunds. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it! I'm I'm upset. I know. So not only was that a lie, but in the in the time, they reveal that Matz's canon includes a contest cancellation in 1942 for World War II, um, and the cancellation in 1971 to protest Richard Nixon at the Vietnam War. Cancellation of the contest. Uh, Nathan's may have had an actual contest in 1967 as part of a celebration to mark the hundredth anniversary of the hot dog coming to America, but all the rest of this was completely false. What? Um, so when was the first yeah. contest? 
I will tell you in a moment. So a few publications (laughs) recorded that the winner of the contest was a man named Walter Paul, who was able to finish 127 hot dogs in one hour. Current record is 74 in 10 minutes. However, it's unclear whether or not this man ever even existed. I guess if you have a whole hour, though, that's you could probably I could probably eat 127 hot dogs in an hour. Uh, like 127 hours, like that movie with James Franco, and he eats his own arm off, but make it with hot dogs. <laughs> Does he eat his own arm off? I think he chops it off with a rock or something. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually made of hot dogs, and so he ate it off. Um, the first recorded mention of now, I just don't understand. This isn't like we're talking about like BC times, like this is like only- <laughs> before Christ. <laughs> years ago they're like there's just no way to tell when the first one was so this is the first recorded mention of the competition is in 1972 and most likely the first year the annual contest was held i'm like really we can't figure out well yeah they had tv cameras in the 70s there has to be some we got to be able to find out if there was actually a contest in 72 i mean they're able to like recreate what dinosaurs looked like like how could who are alive right now were also fully alive in 1972. So somebody has to be there. Someone I mean, to- <laughs> And that's why we're starting a new investigative podcast. <laughs> yes. So listeners, if you have any information regarding the first year of the hot dog eating contest, please send in your tips. It's very, very secretive. So, okay. Every year the contest, uh, the attendees, is like they meant the amount of people that are attending like rises in 2018 content the hot dog contest on july 4th at coney island attracted over 40,000 attendees to watch the reigning champion joey chestnut break the world record and two million people tuned in to watch it on espn that's insane but i do have an interesting sidebar i recently just purchased joey chestnut's spicy mustard from the grocery store and it's incredibly spicy and delicious. So I just wanted oh to God. say that to everyone. <laughs> That's incredible because I like include something at the end about the fact that he has his own line of sauces and like, yeah, what a and I didn't even, well, I just like, I like to try new mustards and I was like, Joey Chestnut, that sounds like a country music singer, which I thought it was a country music singer. Chipmunks to me. And I was like, who better than to make a mustard flavor than a country music star? Um, well, I got really? home and I actually looked at it. You can tell that like it's not a country music star. It's in fact a hot dog eating contest winner. Anyway, sorry, sidebar. But very good mustard, very spicy. Really, he would know mustard if anyone would. Exactly. Although I don't get about put mustard on these things. No, I don't think they have time. <laughs> you know, they like dunk them in water. There is no time for mustard. So the reigning champ Joey Chestnut holds the world record. Uh, he ate 74 hot dogs in 10 minutes. That is equivalent, Nicole, to 16 pounds or as much. <laughs> And this, this like, this uh, comparison made me sick. Or as much as forty-two billiard balls. What? <laughs> okay, seventy-four hot. I mean, hot dogs are light, though. I don't feel like if you put seventy-four hot dogs in a pile, it would weigh as much as however many billiard balls you just said. <laughs> forty-two. I just started imagining eating forty-two pool balls. I was like, oh my god, that's so disgusting. I can't yeah, imagine what it feels like. That does not crazy. sound healthy. Like, does he have, like, does he go to the doctor enough? Like, I don't know. Uh, I mean, so allegedly most of these competitive eaters are, like, kind of healthy people generally. Like, they work out a lot. They eat healthy other than during their eating competitions. They're not really generally overweight. (laughs) But, I don't know. 
I don't really know like the ins and outs of what their colon looks like. Probably not great. So <laughs> Christian Chestnut is born November 25th, 1983. Um, and he is a, this is according to Wikipedia. He's a, an American competitive eater. He's currently ranked first in the world by major league eating. He is a California native and resides in your home state, Nicole Westfield, Indiana. He lives in Indiana. Yes. Yeah, so you could find him. He Westfield. is six feet tall. You, you could actually even marry him because he's single. He's six feet tall and he weighs <laughs> 123 pounds. 123 pounds? No, no, 229 pounds. Why does Wikipedia have his weight? <laughs> I don't know. Probably because he's a competitive eater. I guess Justin was so. his longtime girlfriend, Nestle Riska, before defending his title in 2014. And the couple split up in early 2015 prior to their scheduled wedding date. Now, this oh, is no. the part gonna like nicole he's worth 2.5 million dollars wow 2.5 million hot dogs or dollars (laughs) hot dog dollars which (laughs) it's like kind of like monopoly money because i thought they just paid you in hot dogs when you win the contest well then you have to sell the hot dogs for money on the street okay got it 2.5 million dollars in indiana is like five million dollars other places (laughs) you can live forever you and joey chestnut and you can have all the hot dogs possibly imagine Um, so joey chestnut uh, his sauce line includes chestnuts, firecracker, mustard. Is that what you have? Yeah, it's really good. Again, love it, okay. you guys. Okay, great. Boardwalk coney sauce and deli-style mustard. Whoa. Coney sauce, that's just like meat sauce, right? No, I I mean, I don't know. I'm picturing it as being like ketchup and mayonnaise mixed together, but maybe it is meat sauce. But, but in a, a coney jar. dog has meat sauce on it, I thought. Interesting. Let's look up. Can you look up what coney sauce is? Yeah, I... that's important. Okay, that's listeners, cool. pause us while we Google something on okay. the internet. <laughs> over 12,000 calories in less than 10 minutes. Oh, my God. 2013. That is as much as four Thanksgiving dinners. Well, okay, four Thanksgiving dinners, but, like, Thanksgiving dinners vary widely. So, like... What kind of Thanksgiving are we talking about? Like just stuffing, turkey, pumpkin I mean, pie, mashed potatoes. Yeah. And like green bean casserole. <laughs> sure, with the fried onions. Okay, now here is an article in, in the Failing New York Times by Richard Sandemir, which I just thought the, t- the byline was amazing. The hideous masters of gluttony. <laughs> <laughs> And then he, this author, I'm just going to read a couple of uh, paragraphs. He goes, I am here on orders of my wife. We were watching the Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest Wednesday on ESPN with 17 contestants jamming wieners and wet buns down their eager <laughs> yap for the greater glory of the gross imper- uh, inter when Griffin said to me, this is disgusting. Write about it. I guess Griffin is his wife. We actually... <laughs> also, just... We should call this episode no, Wet Buns because we were just talking about Kim Kardashian's wet buns earlier. We should. This is a wet bun episode if we've ever had one. <clears throat> he goes on to say, quote, we actually watched only 20 minutes of an evening replay, which included the 12 crucial minutes that ended with Joey Chestnut winning without any of the 66 hot dogs and buns he ingested, leaving the mouth they entered. Then I taped the 200, uh, then I taped the 2.30 a.m. replay and watched a fascinating parody of sports television, a Coney Island carnival act on cable that was such an all-out hoot that I can't wait to cook up some Hebrew nationals. This man is definitely a huge neoliberal. That's interesting um, that he wouldn't cook up Nathan's hot dogs. 
Absolutely. He wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't even watching. He doesn't even get it. Um, okay. So the jury is in. So Coney sauce is a meat sauce, but Joey Chestnut's Coney sauce is more of like a ketchup looking sort of a, like a condiment. There's no meat yeah, chunks in it. Mayo. I yeah. had a feeling that you wouldn't have the meat in a squeeze bottle. Although yeah. It'd be we hard can't. to get the little chunks out. <laughs> squeeze all. <laughs> <laughs> I was picturing like a canned good of Coney sauce. Oh, got it, got it, got it. That you like heat up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here's a statistic that I'd like to share. 829 million people still go hungry worldwide. After steadily declining for a decade, world hunger is on the rise, affecting nearly 10% of the people people globally. 10%? That's insane. I know. From 2019 to 2022, the number of undernourished people grew by as many as 150 million, a crisis driven largely by conflict, climate change, and COVID-19. So just a little thing when we're thinking about uh, competitive eating, there are 829 million people who are malnourished in this world. Well, way to bring Joey. it down. <laughs> I know. I wanted to end it on a low note in case like, I knew that you, you're looking forward to your new life with Joey Chestnut. But, oh, yeah. yeah just think- is he like an attractive person? I think he might be on the mustard container. I thought he's, he was older. But since fine. hot dog eating has just become, it just was invented, I guess it would make sense that he would be a young man. Yeah. He just looks like a white guy. Also, Chestnut, what a great last name. Such a great last name. A wonderful, perfect last name. Chestnuts also are delicious. I love them. My mom and my grandma always put them in stuffing. And I like chestnut like soup, like a creamy chestnut soup is delicious. I've never had a chestnut soup. Oh, yeah, man, these are not flattering photos of Joey Chestnut because they're right when he's eating disgusting wet buns. <laughs> I know. And when you start dating him, you're going to have to tell us how it goes when you just like, like, do you want to come over for dinner? And you like make like a roast chicken and he just like basically puts the whole thing in his mouth and sucks the meat off the bone. And it's, yeah. Like, Cause he's like, I'm used to eating four Thanksgiving dinners at a time, not just one <laughs> serving of food. <laughs> Joey Chestnut, you freak. Yeah. Um, well, I had anyway. to go find him in Westfield, Indiana. Um, I guess I'll just go. It can't be that hard to find his address. Um, they have his weight on Wikipedia, so I'll let you guys know how it goes. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be so funny if you started j- dating Joey Chestnut? <laughs> yes, it would be him? funny. <laughs> I'd be like, just carry the mustard bottle around and be like, do you recognize this man? Who's <laughs> <laughs> <Is> that way? Over <laughs> there. Just, like, in a corner, like, practicing eating hot dogs and wet, slippery buttons. They, like, Ew. dunk those water it's disgusting I know and then I'm like the whole that's why I'm like why do they even have to have the bun at all because I'm like the obvious thing is like they're not enjoying this like if I'm eating a hot dog I'm definitely gonna have a hot dog bun because that's my vibe but like if these guys don't they're not eating for enjoyment they're just eating for money so why do they even have the bun at all I don't understand it and then dunking it in water to dissolve it is just like it seems so stupid to me I know the whole thing is wild. I want to just read you from the like world eating championship website, the other competitive eating competitions that they have worldwide. Okay, great. Or country, I should say countrywide. I'm not sure they do this in other countries. <laughs> um, so there's a Buffalo wing eating contest, which I think seems really spicy and bad. That's like Kim Kardashian level diarrhea right there. What is the, um, do you know the top number of wings eaten? Mm, let's see. I can look right now. I don't know. It doesn't say, but you can win $5,000. Okay. I don't don't really like wings, but I guess I could use the cash. 
At last year's event, the great Mickey Sudu ate 246 oh. wings in 12 minutes. No. Oh, and Joey Chestnut ate just two wings less than that. Joey Chestnut does more than hot dog eating? Oh, yeah. He'll eat anything. Damn. <laughs> He'll um, eat anything. So, like, 247 wings. How many chickens is that? <laughs> That's a good question. Well, they do grow those chickens with lots of wings, so. <laughs> okay, uh, now this is interesting. This one should be illegal. The World Championship uh, Banana Pudding Eating Championship. Mm, that's, yeah, that's I like true. banana pudding. How much can you win for that? Because I would go for that. You could win $5,000. So, Jeff, Jeff spelled G-E-O-F-F. Jeff Esper ate 15.5 pounds in <laughs> eight minutes. So, okay, here's my question. If you're doing a pudding eating contest, do you use a spoon or do you put your face right in there to save time? Or a really big straw. Oh, good idea. You know what I'm saying? A yeah. huge straw. The pudding is also an interesting contest because you don't really have to chew anything. So you I just kind of like but... suck it right down there. Now, we have uh, in Mattituck, New York, really near to where I grew up, uh, this past June was the Mattituck Lions Club Strawberry Shortcake Eating Championship. Again, Geoff Esper, who must be like a master of the smushy eating food, <laughs> won $3,500 for eating 18.25 pounds of strawberry shortcake in eight minutes. 18 pounds? Mm-hmm. I just, okay, that's, that's too many strawberries shortcakes. Yes, I agree. Did he okay, get $5,000 so for this? Because at this point, this man's eaten 40 pounds of food, and he's only got 10 grand. <laughs> well, here he is again, Nicole, uh, in uh, Lubbock, Texas. Only days later, 6-11-2022, winner, Joff Asper. Maybe you should go for Joff instead. I don't know where he lives, but he ate 32 egg rolls. <laughs> 32 doesn't seem like that many. I know, but I don't, it doesn't say how many minutes they had. But I guess it probably wasn't very many. He only ate 32 egg rolls, but he ate like over 200 wings, which are roughly the same size. I guess it takes longer to kind of consume a wing. Maybe they were really hot. You know what I mean? Like spicy? Oh, man. Yeah, like just hot, like blazing hot right out of the fryer. I could eat 32 egg rolls in the length of this podcast. No problem. Dude, (laughs) this guy is fucking crazy. Another win for Joff Asper. He ate... 31.5 31.5 pepperoni rolls in 10 minutes. <laughs> the pepperoni roll eating contest? That doesn't even seem real. No, it's like so fringe. And he won $5,000 for that. Let's see about Jack's donut eating contest. Jeff Osper again. Jeff Osper ate 293 donut holes in eight minutes. <laughs> Fucking monster. 293 donut holes in how long? 10 minutes this guy can eat anything this guy man i could also eat 293 donut holes though i gotta enter this contest okay well here's one he didn't win the national sweet corn eating championship (laughs) which i think i could be a competitor and i love corn um (laughs) let's see the winner of this was gideon oh he ate 54 ears of corn a florida sweet corn in 12 minutes (laughs) corn is good i wonder (laughs) if they have to eat (laughs) corn is very good but also you're if you eat 54 years of corn, you're definitely going to have a toilet issue. That's true. You're going to have some Kim Kardashian on that shit. Okay, look, <laughs> Jeff Esper, he's back again. In April of this past year, he eats, okay, 11.5, oh, God, this man is disgusting, 
pizzas. <laughs> what kind of pizza? What was on there? Was it pineapple? Because that's fucked up. I guess it was a whole pizza. Uh, I think maybe just a margarita. Just like a that's classic. Oh, it was like a wood-fired pizza? It wasn't like a yeah, he, hand-tossed no, no, crust? No, hand-tossed pizza. Hand 28 inch pies. Yeah, like a slice pie. Huh. He ate 11.5. He, ate he couldn't get all 12 in there. Ew, that's so fucking much pizza. That's crazy. <laughs> that's so crazy. Like, it's mind-bending to me. Like, <laughs> ugh. I can eat 12 this pieces. He's good. Oh, yeah. He's the best. I get not as good as Joey Chestnut, who hasn't won any of these. I know. I mean, Joey Chestnut seems to have, like, a real um niche you know for the oh no wait look joey chestnut also won the pumpkin pie eating championship oh yes a man after my own heart how many pumpkin pies did he eat 16 pounds (laughs) 16 pounds jeff esper only ate 15 pounds 12 ounces a crushing blow to his career blow to jeff asper so, Jeff. well, this keeps in the theme with Joey Chestnut wanting to eat four Thanksgivings at a time if he ate 16 pounds of pumpkin pie. Yeah, I wonder how much stuffing he can eat. <laughs> okay, what are your top three favorite things about summer? Top three favorite things. Swimming in the ocean. Swimming in general. Mm-hmm. Swimming. <laughs> sure, swimming is great. We love it. Swimming in fresh water. Swimming in salt water. Swimming in a pool. Oh, I'm a big mm. fan of swimming. Um, I also like to, I like corn and also, you know, I don't really like tomatoes, but I've been eating tomatoes cause they're in season right now. And so tomato sandwiches have been a popular moment in my life. I had two this week. I'm shocked by this news. Honestly, I, I'm aghast. I'm aghast at your tomato sandwich party. I don't, but they're like, they're like, you know, good, like local in season tomatoes and you just slice them up thin, put up a mayonnaise on there. Slap the other bread on there. It's good. I know. I agree. It's good. That's like the best. And that's how you make earth. a tomato sandwich in case anyone did not know. <laughs> it's a complex recipe. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I like just the warm weather and the sun, which is, you know, going to go away. And then seasonal depression will attack us once again. Mm, yes. It's just around the corner. Um, I like nectarines. Mm, yeah. Those are good. Oh, they're so delicious. Um, I like barbecues. Yes. And the smell of like a barbecue of like someone just starting up that barbecue and you're like, oh, I should go to that person's house. They have the barbecue going. <laughs> and I like summer blockbusters. Oh, yeah. Although I haven't been going to the blockbusters this year. But yeah, as a as a theme, definitely love those. Yeah. Um, I recommend seeing Nope. I think you would like it. It's yeah, like, I want again, to see it. I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, it's really fun. Okay, and we'll check back once we see Don't Worry Baby. And if anyone has any information on Spitgate, please let us know. Yes, please. And also, if what happened in 1972 with the first hot dog eating contest? We need. Yes, of course. I wonder if they're linked somehow. <laughs> All right, folks. Nicole, what a fun episode. Love you so much. And hasta la pasta. Bye. Life's a Banquet is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.